You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, the weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Andy Lynch, Connections Pastor here at Kingsway. Just wrapping up our December series, Hashtag Blessed. And before the new year, we wanted to uh, jump in and, and talk about a, a trip. We haven't had a an outreach trip here through the pandemic. And so just a, a small trip took place uh, end of November, start of December. And so two of those members of the trip joining us here today just to talk about their experiences in the Dominican Republic. Brett Cadwell, our executive pastor, and Kyle Krober, our outreach pastor. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Howdy, howdy. Yeah. Kyle, how'd it feel to go on a trip? It was good. It hadn't been wheels up in a while. So, um, yeah, we have been wanting to touch base with um, Daily Own Ministries, part of Relevant International Ministry. And because just the proximity is close, it was a, a, a trip we could get to pretty quickly to spend a few days and to see what God's doing in their ministry. And it's fun how this trip took shape. We were thinking of doing it and that it was already in the works a bit. And my son Jackson walks into my office and looks at my big map. I've got up there with our partners all, you know, plastered on the, the spot where they are in the world. And he says, Dad, if you go to one of these places, I want to go with you. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow. All right. So I, it crossed my mind, but I hadn't, you know, pursued it. And so I, I like... Within an hour, I, I let Brett know. I said, hey, Jackson's, would, would crew be interested in going? He's like, well, yeah, I think so. So he talked crew and Rob Conrock is already on board to go. And so we reached out to Rob and said, hey, would your son Colby want to go? And they were all in. And then uh, Derek Shoemaker felt led to go. So we had a team of seven and uh, yeah, just got back. Um, what is it? Monday here. Yeah, just a yeah. few days. Wow. Depending on when this thing airs. But yeah, we're <laughs> freshly back. <laughs> Brett, what was that like for you and crew to go on a trip together? Yeah, so, I mean, we were scheduled or slated to potentially go on a trip in 2020 to Peru, and so obviously that got canceled, and he was bummed. I'm not sure his mom was fully on board with that yet either. So, <laughs> um, But uh, so this was a year later, and it just, you know, like like Kyle said, it just felt like it, it lined up, and so it was it was really, really cool and just an incredible time with him, and I can even just see in our – our own relationship just coming back there's just a there's a depth there that's different and uh just to see him in that environment he's you know since he's been back he's even you know keeps asking great questions and on the plane ride home I think it was on the drive home from the airport uh we he said dad when when are when are we going back when we're going to Peru or somewhere else and so his heartbeat is already you know asking those questions so may have to take one of his other siblings first but uh (laughs) but he doesn't know that unless he's listening to this podcast so (laughs) welcome crew right right right, right. thanks for tuning in Mm -hmm. (laughs) I talked with Rob Conrick as well about the trip and he said he was amazed how all three boys just would jump right in. And as adults, a lot of times we step back and we assess the situation or we try and, you know, listen to the reasoning and that type of thing. But, but all three boys, Kyle, they just jumped in and they were playing baseball and they were playing soccer and, and they interacted with the kids so naturally. Yeah, they did. I know for all three of them, it was their first time traveling overseas. And so I know, um, just from Jackson's side of things, he, he had quite a bit of anxiety leading up to it. I think he was even trying to find ways to back out. Um, <laughs> and then we had some trouble with the passport and we were not sure if it was even going to come on time. So he wasn't overly upset about that either. <laughs> so, uh, but that all came together and um, he actually told me on the ride home uh, from, from getting back, he said, uh, I'm really, really glad I went. Mm. And um, you know, God works through your fears and that was a fear he had to work through just trusting, you know, just to go and what it would be like and all these anxieties you have of the unknown. 
Um, so, but the boys, yeah, once they were down there, they just, they jumped in. Of course, there's a learning curve, you know, there's a language barrier. You don't know how to, how to interact, but you, you just trust God that, um, he's just going to use you in ways that you don't know yet and stretch you in ways. And just for that next trip, you know, or the next time that you lead or so whether it's a school or home, or whatever you're doing, he just, he just grows us. And we saw him grow those three boys. It was pretty cool. Brett, what was one thing you'll, you'll never forget about that trip to the Dominican? Man. Um, I mean, I come back, I come back and I, I spent a lot of time in the quiet moments of the trip in, uh, in a certain passage of scripture. And I, I didn't really know why, and um, I still don't know if I've completely unpacked it, but uh, it kind of began with a conversation with a guy named William down there who uh, is doing some incredible prison ministry. And so there's, uh, if, if, his, if I'm remembering his numbers correctly, there's about 26,000 uh, Dominicans in prison. Mm. And uh, he has been uh, developing this, this ministry to reach them in the prisons and and up until this point, they've seen about 2,700 of them be baptized. Wow. Yeah. So That's 10%. Right. That's what I, that's what I told him. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and it really was uh, like the heart of the message was really that like most of what he's found is that most of the men that find themselves in prison, when you, you know, really dig deep into what's going on in their heart and their life or what, what got them there, no matter what it was that they did or how long they're there, it was tied to this idea that uh, that they never heard that from their fathers that I I love you and I'm proud of you hmm. and so like so you hear William kind of explain that and then I went to uh, what I've been reading in Matthew three and it's it's the when Jesus is being baptized and he, you know, tells John the Baptist to baptize him, John the Baptist is like, no, 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 like not me. It's got to be somebody else. And Jesus is like, no, it's you. I'm Jesus and you're baptizing me. <laughs> and uh, that's the bread paraphrase. And, and so, but, you know, and, and so Jesus is, is baptized. And then in verse 16 of chapter 3, it says, after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the waters, the heavens opened. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And then here it is in verse 17. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Wow. And just those words, like, is exactly what those men needed to hear in their childhood or as they're being raised. And who knows the trajectory of their life is completely different. Mm -hmm. And you, you look at it and it, there's just so much power in those words. And, and really honestly, like if you just think about the, the world or the men across this globe and really anyone, men, women, children, yeah. like that's all we want to hear. Right. And so, uh, and, and just connecting those dots of, you know, seeing the, the incredible powerful ministry that's being done there in the prisons mm -hmm. and then, and seeing, you know, that life transformation, man, it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's overwhelming and so cool. And, uh, really just felt so fortunate to even be a part of that and to meet William and, and yeah, just to have that experience. In starting point, And I, I don't know if I shared it on the podcast, but I used to, when I put my kids to bed, I would say, I'm proud of you. And, and they would say, I would say, do you know why? And so we joke around and my son would say, because I play soccer. And my daughter would say, because I'm really noisy, you know, and we just have fun and joke about it and tickle. And then eventually I'd say, no, I'm proud of you because you're my son and you're my daughter. 
and this was a good little kid thing to do. And now they're 11 and 10 and I hadn't done it as much. And so I had shared that story during starting point and said, I just felt convicted that I need to do that again. I need to start doing that again. And so I have, and, and my, you know, the kids take it in different ways. My daughter's in that preteen phase where she'll just be like, okay, <laughs> really? And I'm proud of you. Okay, whatever. I don't want to hear it, but deep down they do need to hear it. And, and my son, you can just see him absorb it and you can just see him take that in and we can't fully understand what it means, but that story, Brett, tells us it means a lot. Right. Yeah, absolutely. What a great example for all of us to, to remember to, yeah, affirm our kids. Because Jesus hadn't even done a miracle yet, but his father was proud of him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's part of the beauty of all of that is that he, had, he literally had not, not done his ministry, hadn't even started. That was the start of his ministry. And then... Uh, not to get too deep biblically here, but then he finds himself in the de- in the desert for forty days, with you know being tempted by by Satan, and so he just like did he needed to hear that when he heard it all more you know that makes it all the more evident and how how important it was mm. that he heard those words before he was incredibly tested over those next forty days. Yeah, Kyle, what won't you forget about your trip to the Dominican? <clears throat> Uh, there's a bunch of things. I think it starts, it actually um, had a moment before we left where uh, Darren Simpson, our student's pastor, very intentionally um, told my son, he said, hey, Jackson, I heard something from Andy Stanley. He said, do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. And he, he Darren kind of set up the trip and you're going to see a lot of things and experience a lot of things and you're going to be overwhelmed with it, which is what we often feel when we go through an experience. It's like, wow, there's so much hurt, so much need. We saw so much good as well, but what do I do with that? You know? Um, and so that quote stuck with me as we went. And I mean, it ties into even what you just shared, Andy, about, you know, encouraging and loving your kids. And so those are my one. I've got three kids. You know, I, I can tell them I love them. I can do that for those that I have. And I can't do that for all the guys in the prison that didn't have that, you know, fatherly influence. But what can you do with the people you have in your, in your circle of influence? But I would say for me, and I, I don't know why we had to go to the DR to experience this, but um there were a few moments, and I remember Brett, we, we talked about this, but we're like, we were just at worship or doing something at churches visiting, and, and um, my son Jackson would just like put his head on my shoulder or just kind of grab my hand, mm. you know, and he's in fifth grade, yeah. but I love that he, and that he may not do that when he's a sophomore <laughs> in high school, you know, <laughs> actually probably encourage him not to, I don't know, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. but it, he still has that, that, that sweet, I love you, dad, I, I need mm. you here, and that just reminded me that like, he's my son, and I need to be pouring into him for that next generation, um, and so that, that was just a cool moment of connection and knowing just through his, even just the physical touch and saying, dad, you know, I, I need you, I love you. And so even, I mean, our relationship has improved and, um, it was just a good kind of a, a step up in our connection and a reminder to me of how important it is that we, you know, hug our kids and play with them and say, we love them. So here we are talking about the DR, but it really is, you know, how much it influences and impacts our are being dads and stuff too. And speaking of Darren, I love that Sunday before you guys were ready to come back. So you came back, what, on a Monday? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
So that day before, he, he made it very intentional during the middle school students to, to put your pictures up and to say, let's pray for them right now. Here's what they're doing. And just planting that seed of, okay, you're a middle school student. You can do this. This could be you next year. This could be you in high school. And, and to have not just this is your trip, but this is our trip. This is our middle school trip and middle school students are represented here. And I, I thought that was, that was really cool. Yeah. And I would say that like, just for the, those listening, like those, those boys did not go just as spectators. I mean, they, they shared their testimony. Uh, they wrote it on the plane. They had a whole script, mm. color-coded, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and they shared it in at least three churches uh, and with three, you know, and, and it, was, it was kids that they were speaking to mm. and uh, being translated. And they did a fantastic job, all three of them, and bringing it back to Scripture. They used uh, some Psalms and, and maybe a, a verse from Proverbs and just, it was just Really, real cool. They were an active part of the trip. They're not. They're not just there mm. spectating and, and along for the ride. Kyle, I know you know these these partners. You talk with them, you know, on mm-hmm. a consistent basis. But but going on the trip, what does it do for you? What, what does it do for your mind and your heart? And and then what what does it do for the people on the trip? Like it must be so fun for you as the outreach pastor to see people understand, you know, the need out there and how we can meet it. Right. Well, you can you can hear what they're doing from a newsletter, from an email, and you can see the pictures, but to go and experience it, it's just a whole nother level. And so I came back I and mean, my heart was filled just knowing the ministry they're doing and the pastors on the ground that Daily Own Ministries supports and how they're loving their communities deep in the jungle and dirt dirt floors and trying to, you know, provide food and backpacks for kids and, and just meeting real needs. I mean, they have it in their name, relevant ministry. They want to meet needs where they're where they can be met. And, uh, and that's, that's a pathway to the gospel. So I was just encouraging and their model of discipleship. Like, it's just like, it's great. God's doing some great stuff and the spirit's alive and well. And so it was just, it was just good, uh, to experience it firsthand and to know that even, you know, uh, through, through Kingsway support and as, as people are just generous here at this place, um, they have a hand in that too, which is really neat. I forget who I was talking to, but one of you guys told me about the, this one, I think it's a deck outside somebody's house and, and on one night it's students and another night it's kids. And was, was that you, Brett, that was talking about that? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we toured, uh, uh, it was a family. And so one of the other ministries that we saw was they, you know, they have these leaders and they have these apprentice leaders, uh, that are under them. They're always pouring in, you know, ties very closely to our vision at Kingsway of growing leaders. Like they just are always a leader that they're raising up to take over. And so we're at the home, I think his name is Miguel. Um, I know he had a Cubs hat on and, uh, (laughs) um, we, we prayed specially for him. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but, uh, he, you know, he was there with, I think Elvis, his, uh, his leader. So he was, he was Elvis's apprentice and, and he was just telling us about the ministry. And, uh, it was this patio that was probably no bigger than most of our bedrooms. And, uh, and it was outside his house. And, you know, one day a week, there would be kids that gather and him and his wife and others from their, their little gathering there would pour into the kids. And then one day it would be students. And then one day as a Bible study for, uh, for, you know, adults, for the parents and just all the ministry was happening in this like 12 by 12 by 12, uh, triangle. And probably the most powerful moment for me and Kyle mentioned it to me, like he saw my eyes light up when, <laughs> when Elvis did this, but Elvis is talking about telling the story and he just says, uh, you know, you know, very kind of just subtly, like, and I'm so proud of Miguel. And it was just like such a picture of, 
incredible leadership. I mean, it kind of goes back to like Matthew three, honestly. And you know, what, what God was saying to his son, Jesus, like Miguel was modeling that right there in front of seven Americans in front of leaders from the ministry and, and uh, just, you know, and Miguel's humility and all of it, he's like, man, I'm just doing what God has called me to do. I, wow. and, and Miguel was, you know, and what was so cool is that, you know, in the Bible, you see men of peace in communities, like bringing the gospel. And that was what Miguel was. He was, for all intents and purposes, he was like the the mayor of the town. Like hmm. the, and not like in a political sense, but more of just, he's the guy that if somebody needs something, they go to, they trust and he was that guy before he led this church. He was that guy maybe even before he knew Jesus. But then once he, you know, he met this, he met Elvis on the way, taking their kids to baseball practice one Saturday. And the rest is history. Three or four years later, there's, there's you know, uh, gatherings at his house three times a week, just uh, bringing, bringing glory to Jesus. So. I hope this conversation opens your eyes to the possibility of what God can do through you, through one life, uh, through one interaction. And if you have more questions for these guys, feel free to, to reach out. Uh, we'll connect them. If you want to hear more stories, if you want to be a part of it next year, I know we want uh, trips to get back up and going. And so talk with Kyle, and we are excited to see what God is doing all throughout the world.